if I'm not running, I, I, I just don't feel like I'm taking good photos. Um, and if I'm not doing photos, then my running doesn't seem to be feeling right. It's like I've got to seek an adventure, um, seek a sunrise, sunset, um, and take a few snaps at the same time. Kia Tato, that was Kunal Kumar. I'm Matt Raymond. And I'm Eugene Bingham. This is Dirt Church Radio, interesting conversations with interesting runners. Hot news. Hot news coming. Can't say it yet. Wild challenges. Can't say it. Well, we can talk about wild challenges, though. Can we? You've got to give something. Yeah. You've got to give some tease. Yeah. Yeah, some enticement. Some, yeah. What are you thinking? I have no idea what they could be. Mel's promising something. Yeah, wild so. Wild challenges coming soon. Wild things. Sponsor Dirt Church Radio. Fantastically well. Well, they do it really cleverly. Because yeah. they do it in a way that... They get something. Yes. We get something. Yes. But listeners, you get something as well. You get something. Because if you use the code DCR2020, you get 15 months as a VIP member for the price of 12, Mm -hmm. which gives you access to a bunch of stuff. Uh, Such as? A bunch of stuff. Canal Factor stuff. Canal Factor, Trail Directory. um, Mm -hmm. The shop's pretty impressive. shop's pretty impressive. Get good discounts. But you can get in the drawer for heaps of entries. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, coming soon, some news about Wild Challenges. Too. And, you know, regardless, I actually went on to uh, Wild Things today mm-hmm. on the Book of Faces and mm-hmm. um, spread some right-wing propaganda. No, actually, I was asking a question about a headlamp, but what I was doing, what happened was um, – it's just the community's awesome. Yeah. Like, you can ask yeah. any question. That's the thing. And you're going to get a variety of very helpful answers yeah. very quick, very quickly. And heaps of people used that code last month. That's awesome. It's great. So DCR2020 at mm. wildthings.club. Dot club. Dot yeah. NZ. No, just dot club. Jeez. Yeah. And listen out for news about wild challenges. Wild challenges. Yeah. That's what we do. We chip away at things. These ads take us hours. This is the, the and you mm. need to know that this is the cream of the crop, people. Let's take forty-seven. Scott shoes carry us over hill and dale. They are comfortable and hard wearing. And I mean, I get about a thousand k a mm. like, and legit. I don't I'm care if other people k. don't. I get about a thousand k a pair, mm. um, which is good value. And I get my little Strava alert things going. Time for yeah, new, time yeah, for new yeah, shoes. Yeah, get yeah, new yeah. shoes. Get new yeah, shoes. Yeah, yeah, Please get new shoes. Yeah. yeah, but they're fantastic. So we're running in the Kinabulu Ultra RC at the moment. And I really like Super Track Ultra. That's what I wore on the weekend. That's what Saywon wore on the weekend. Um, stick like glue to anything. Durable and just a good time. Really looking forward to going to Kepler and using the Scott Kinabulu RC. I know that there's some new stock coming in. You know, with all of the, everything's been happening in the world, I think Grant's been a little bit low on stock, but he's getting an inrush. Got containers. He's getting a containers yellow and arriving. black wave. Mm. It's going to arrive. And if you go to Scott Running... Dot NZ, you know, hook, get hooked up with all the goodness. Scott Shoes, proud sponsors of Dirt Church Radio. Is he going to be down 
at Kepler. He's going to be down at Kepler. With a shop? With a shop. Who else is going to be there? Rocky's going to be there. Mal's going to be there. Oh. We're going to be there, so you're going to get... You're going to get Scott we're going to have right? we're, we're going to have some stuff down there. We might we're going to have, have some, some merch down there. down there. But you're going to yeah. get you're going to get Scott. You're going to get Ultra Spy. You're going to get further, faster. Chalboy. What? Chalboy. Chalboy. Yep. The yep. sunglasses. You're going to get somebody banging a microphone. Banging a microphone. You get wild things, and you're going to get us there doing our live show. And we're going to have a fantastic panel. Uh, there's going to be some amazing elite runners there. It's at four thirty at the Fjordland. I've just banged the mic to it. The Fjordland Recreation Centre. And for those of you listening from overseas for the first time, yes, the ads are always this terrible. Anyway, if you go to keplerchallenge.co.nz to get really jealous about the fact that this is an amazing mountain race that we're going to have. Mm-hmm. And it goes something like further, faster, there in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jacob is delicious. Go further, faster, now. Go further, faster, there in Christchurch. Rocky is hairy and so is Badger. Jules is nice and Jacob is delicious. Go I think in the annals of documenting adversity, if um, Kunal had been here to take photos of the fight when we realised that your mic wasn't actually plugged in for the intro that we just had to re-record, um, mm. it would have made uh, it was compelling. There were moments of terror. <laughs> Joy when we found out that your mic wasn't plugged yeah, in. Yeah, that was the reason we couldn't hear me. Anyway, episode 119. We made it. We made it. You get to episode 119, you realise you need to plug your mic in to actually record anything. Yeah. Anyway. Good times in the forest again yesterday. Good times in the forest again yesterday. Yeah. That was good to catch up with Saywan and, and Bruce Meyer. Yeah, Bruce Meyer. That was cool. DC Allison. We saw him twice. We saw him again. Oh, really? Looping around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was certainly fired up. Yeah, he was He was, He was. was full of the joys of spring, wasn't he? He was. It was great yeah. to see you, mate. Um, but, boy, those speedsters, the old rally cars, they yeah. made a real difference to the place. They made a real difference to the place, absolutely. So there was the Rally of New Zealand went through, um, or Rally Auckland, one of the two. There were some right. very fast cars driving through Riverhead on Saturday morning, um, which would have been compelling as hell and not entirely ter- – they would have been terrifying. Mm. Some of the – you know, coming up over the trig and Spinlay's Road at, you know, 100 miles an hour would have been Cornering and, quite fast. Mm. And and whooped out all the gravel too. So Yeah, yeah, there was like mountains of gravel on either side, <laughs> isn't there? And even you notice the camber. Yeah, camber completely changed, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. anyway, so we share the forests. We, we share, share the, the forests. forests. We do, we do. So speaking of sharing the forests, Kunal Kumar this week, is he does an amazing job of that, doesn't he? he absolutely. He, he was, he's a runner... But he's a photographer who really shares the story of running and the story of the places that he gets to so beautifully. Yeah. Um, And he's also just a total, total good sort. Yeah, absolutely. And we've been wanting to have him on the show for a while because it's something that now more than ever, you know, everyone is an amateur photographer with, you know, smartphones and stuff. And we wanted to ask him, you know, about his life, how he got into running and and why he loves and, and loves about documenting, but also... How to take a good running photo. Mm. Not as difficult as you might think. No, and I also insulted him by asking how to take a good selfie. So you can look forward to that as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently. I didn't know that. Oh, I should have known that. Of course I should have known that. Anyway, he was a wonderful, wonderful chat with him. Looking forward to bringing you that. How have you been, man? Yeah, I'm good. I am, um, I'm looking forward to um, Kepler in a couple of weeks. Mm. I'm really looking forward to it. And I didn't 
recognise how much I was looking forward to it until I thought on Friday that there was some chance that we would get put into level two again yeah. and I wouldn't be able to go down to Tiano. Uh. Um, but other than that, yeah, I'm really enjoying the process and it feels like this year more than any other year that the race is going to be very much the cherry on top. Uh, uh. So I am stoked. You've been doing some good um, back backing up races, back, backing up runs, you know, um, doing some doubles over yes. the weekends. How have you found those? Really good. I mean, I, I'm oh, it's been hot. It's been hot. Um, although I'm going out early, so it's not too bad. Um, but yeah, you know, coach Scotty Hawker is just treating me very, very well. And it's, I was saying to you before, it's nice to be engaged in the process, but actually not have to worry about what I'm doing to trust mm. the process. And yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's working, but yeah, no, I'm feel this, you know, today I feel very, very tired. I had to do a full day of teaching today and I was like, I'm mm. going to stand up all day. Oh my mm. gosh. <laughs> And now we're standing up podcast. <laughs> That's right. So, and it's past nine o'clock. But, it's, past, yeah, it's past my bedtime. But it's been fantastic. And I'm hungrier than I've ever been as well, mm, which mm. is saying something because I'm a hungry man. But here we go. <laughs> yeah. I think the challenge is after the race is going to be <laughs> going to sort of write myself notes. We've sort of got this tradition of um, beer and chips, or well, in my case, non-alcoholic beer and yep. chips after the race. So we're going to have to stock up really good, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Choice beforehand. Yeah, fully. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and you, what about you? I mean, it was so nice to see you and say one. Yeah. And, uh, I really enjoyed that run. It was a good run. Um, lots of laughs, lots of um, sharing. Moments. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Um, but yeah, it's been a, a busy old week and... Um, I've been enjoying some strength and balancing work alongside my running and 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 riding. We've still been doing a couple of rides a week, uh, which has been good. Yeah, it's sort of getting some getting some of that uh, the sort of base mm. um, bedded in again, ready to ready to bounce into things. Uh, but really looking forward to getting down to the grunt. Looking forward to that. I'm quite excited by it actually. Mm. I, I didn't realise that I actually had a bit of a sense of dread about Kepler. Right. Because you're about taking on the 60K. Right. I was sort of, because I knew in my heart that I wasn't prepared, but now I've made the decision to do the grunt. I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to it. I'm, mm. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Mm. It's one of the things that Kunal talks about as well, which I think, you know, I, I commend his, he has a, a perhaps a, a sense of purpose and backbone that I might not because I am one to kind of go with the FOMO of, oh, I've got to go to this race. I've got to get engaged with it. I've got to do it, you know. And, and Really? Yeah, I fully do. Do you? I, yeah. see, I see you the opposite. I just, I'm just disciplined. I just choke it down. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so my you plan still is, have it, but you. Yeah, my plan is choke the FOMO down, <laughs> choke the FOMO down. Yeah. choke the FOMO down right. and, and then I get to 65 when I can enjoy races and then have a stroke. That's my that's plan. my plan. <laughs> it all comes out of the toothpaste tube and then you can't good, bang it back Good in. plan. No, it's not, it's not as bad as I thought. <laughs> I have been, I'm actually not like that anymore, but I, I remember yeah. I, I did used to feel that. Right. Um, like we've got a whole lot of friends who are preparing and, and really excited about running, you know, Tarawera in mm. 100 miles mm. and I just, don't want any part of it <laughs> I feel so happy just to be like, Not be doing you more. do it, yeah. <laughs> go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, there we go. Uh, hey, let's just do a quick shout out to our Patreon patrons. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you'd like to support what we do, we'd love you to come on board, but we don't expect it. And we really appreciate um, those of you who do. So thank you so much. And it's, it's um, yeah, we've, we've, we, we, are grateful. Thank yeah, you. we're we're on patreon.com slash dirt church radio and we've got some cool stuff coming up and coming down the bike too. So yeah. Stay tuned for that. Indeed. Stop.
So you kind of mentioned this, Matt, with the prospect last week of, oh, God, are we going to go back into lockdown? Because we had another COVID scare in Auckland mm. last week. On Friday, many of us were sort of anxiously waiting to find out if a case of community transmission, which had emerged, could be traced back to its source. Otherwise, it looked like we'd be having heading back into another, some sort of level one, uh, sorry, level two or three lockdown. Boy, it, it was a real worry. But it's also a reminder that there are plenty of other people around the world who are still dealing with this pandemic. Absolutely. You know, on a scale that we just can't imagine down here. And the truth is, until we get a vaccine, it looks like we'll be on the sort of, you know, on the swing, won't we? On, yeah. On tenterhooks, standing guard for any more outbreaks. So I just think it's a reminder, isn't it? Please, please, please use the COVID Tracer app. Wash your bloody hands. And if you're not well, stay home. They sound really, really simple, but they're so, so important. And, you know, just have a look around the world and see what can happen when things don't go right. Well said. Mm. Yeah, well said. All right. So um, a few a few races on around the country this week. Um, We've decided that we're going to focus on a couple. Give us a give us a bit of feedback. Give us a bit of feedback. We yeah. like the idea of you know we we want to support local races absolutely yeah, but we don't want to turn this into the equivalent of the shipping news. Yeah, exactly. Shipping news is great, actually. Absolutely, shipping news is great. But Wild Auckland at Pihat looked like a stonker of a day. It was hot as buggery, and that sand would have been so hot and so heavy. Yeah. Those hills. Yeah, absolutely. There was the part with the chain, which is um, the part that we didn't find. But Sean helpfully had a marshal at the bottom going, no, no, it's it's, it's up there. No, no, he really does want you to go up there. (laughs) That's right. Which is what we missed out that time. So the 19K had 730 metres of vert and Mari Manger won the women's in 217.20, which is no joke. Yeah. But look at the mix in that men's race. Yeah. You know. Holy moly. It was a lineup, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So Jamie Piggins uh, was first across the line in 139.24. Andreas Romanus um, second in 142.05. And Tom Hunt back in third, 154.43. Mm. So there's some hot. That, that's a that's a that's a sharp point. A whole bunch of talent there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But it, like every race was so so steep, wasn't it? Thirteen k had fourteen. Sorry, four hundred something meters of vert. <laughs> Robin Lesh won the female in one twenty eight twenty, and Teddy Esther won the male in one fifteen forty. And the the ten k three hundred meters of vert. <laughs> you know, come on. <laughs> Megan Moore one fourteen twenty three and Nathan Richards one eleven fifty nine. And that's I mean those trails out in the west coast of Piha, if you if you're lucky enough to get out there, they really yeah. are something special. Yeah. And, and yeah. They, they, they take no they really take no prisoners. Yeah, yeah. So the the exterior Wellington uh, west wind, which is at the Meridian Wind Farm, ah. has some great trails up around there, and they opened it up for this race. So in the long course, Tom Peck won it in one forty three twelve. But get this. Three women in the top ten. Awesome. So Deborah Lynch, Emma Peschini, and Nicola Hankinson um, were fourth, ninth, and tenth overall. So get it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So good. In the medium yeah. course, it was Stephen Woodwork in one oh five oh seven, and uh, Laura Jackson kicking it in at one fifteen forty six. Yeah. And in the short course, uh, Walter Somerville twenty nineteen and Laura Green thirty two thirty seven in second. Oh. And first female. So there you go. But uh, look, we got a little message. Yep, from um, Fiona Hayweiss. Yeah, yeah. About her son Spike. Yes. So my son, 
who's eight years old. He ran three of the five Xterra Wellington events this season, the short courses, which is six to seven kilometres, each time crossing the finish line first under 16. Mostly he was the youngest runner out there. The overall placings were at number one. He was at number one at Red Rocks, which is his home trial, so not the home ground. Oh, no, no. Um, so he was 18th. Ah, right. That's I see. the number one race. Yeah. Uh, number one race at Red yeah. Rocks, 18th. Yeah. You can take this as a joke. My brain has gone to mush. So Nikiros, he was sixth and um, Westwind Farm 11th. So he, uh, yeah, so real proud mum moment. Absolutely. No wonder with those genes. So, yeah, no wonder you're proud, Fiona. So, look, the um, New Zealand 24-hour champs were on over the weekend as well. Looked yep. like some pretty decent distances run there. And we just wanted to give a special shout-out to previous DCR guest Dawn Tuffrey, who was second in the women's and third overall with 196 kilometres. Yep. And Mel Aiken, so she ran in the six hour and she did 45 Ks before an injury stopped her short. Mm. I didn't know that she could get injuries. She's unbreakable. Well. Yeah. Get well soon, Mel, um, and we'll see you out there racing soon. Damn right. And get this, finally, the, the A2E, the Ashes to Esplanade, um, which is a local race in the Manawatu with Kate Southern. And another the running lady. Former, yeah, another former um, DCR guest. Amazing race director. So they had a record turnout this year. And get this, I, I got in touch with Kate to say, hey, um, can you send us the results? She's like, no, we don't do results. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're all about the just the, the fun of the race. So yay for you. Oh, that's just oh, it's awesome. That's so good. That's so good. That would yeah. be really challenging for some people, I think. I imagine it would be. Yeah. I, I know with um, – Because Hitt- it was just an assumption of mine. It was Absolutely. Like, hey, where's, where's, I can't find where's the, the results. Where's the race results, mate? Kate, I can't find the results. Where are they, mate? You know. Yeah. Um, I know no, that we, we – uh, Riverhead Rampage, we don't do medals on purpose, and mm. every year someone asks for a medal. And my thing is, if you really want one, I'll make one for you. <laughs> but, out of, and some stuff in the bush. It's oh no, like CDs. Like I made one for Dave Jack. It has CD on it, and like it was, yeah. It's, it's, it's with love. Lola crocheted one last year for someone. Oh, Had nice. a chicken on it. Ooh, um, you're gonna have people asking for them. Well, you better shut that down. It's, well, if you mm. if you really want one, mm. okay. All right. Greatest, greatest, run run ever. Ever. greatest run ever. Greatest run ever, which is the part of the show where we ask you to write in and tell us your greatest run ever. It doesn't have to be a race or a mountain summit. It might just be a run around the block, something that's sung to you for some reason. Send it into us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. And this well, is from... that you were eight and you went spectacularly fast at... Yeah, a... absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. You have an awesome first name as well. Uh-huh. Um, Nathan May writes, and kia ora Eugene and Matt... I grew up in the foothills of the Waitakere Ranges and spent most of my weekends as a teenager hiking in the hills or surfing at Auckland's West Coast beaches. As such, ever since I first heard about people running the Hillary Trail, I loved the idea of one day running from one end of my backyard, the Waitakere Ranges, to the other. So back in early 2018, with the looming Rahui due to Cody dieback and the prospect of the trails being closed, my best mate Alistair and I decided it was time to give it a go. Due to a string of injuries, namely a recurring slipped disc oh, that seems to prevent me from running for six months at a time, we decided to split the trail into five separate runs and run it over five weeks. This particular run was our fifth and final run. The plan was to run from Fotopu to Piha. We'd run the other four sections over the previous days and weeks and were excited to get it done. The day before we checked the weather forecast and saw that it was likely to rain at some point on Saturday afternoon. We weren't too worried but decided to start early just in case. So there we were at 10am... Uh, the next day at Fodapu oh, Beach, so early. millennials <laughs> at Fodapu Beach lacing up our trail shoes and picking the smashed avocado out of our teeth. No, and beginning the last leg of our adventure. We had a great run out of Fodapu, taking in the sights and enjoying the variety of terrain that the trail offers. We love the downhill blast into Pra. 
Paraha Valley and the old railway tunnel which brought back memories of my first overnight camping trip as a five-year-old with Dad. The weather was perfect, although we emerged into Karakari Beach we had to battle against the sandstorm as the wind picked up and the sand stung our legs and eyes. Great fun. Finally we made it off the beach and back onto the trails as we began, began the slow and steep climb out of Karakari towards Mercer Bay. It was at this point that we started to feel the burn of the 17 kilometres we'd run during another section of the trail only two days prior. It was also at this point that it started to rain. And when I say rain, I mean absolutely bucket down. It was awesome. I felt like Peppa Pig as I jumped in the muddy puddles as we ran along the short road section and then back into the bush for the final 5k. As a little aside, I actually work with Peppa Pig's auntie. Yeah, there you go. Really? Yeah. Her Hmm. niece is Peppa Pig. Yeah. I think they had to retire though because she was getting a bit old, but she's minted. Long story short. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Anyway, I was absolutely loving it and began to sing aloud as we ran. We were doing we were doing it. We were about to be in the famous words of Sir Edmund Hillary knocking the bastard off. As we turned off Piha Road and into the short descent down to Piha, I started to think about the finish and more importantly, the incredible pies waiting for us at the Piha store. And he puts in parentheses, seriously, if you haven't had one, you should. As we raced down the hill towards Piha and those pies, the rain kept falling and parts of the track began to feel more like a stream. We arrived at what is usually a timid stream crossing at the top of Kitty Kitty Falls, where you can easily rock hop across to see that the stream was already quite high. We quickly assessed the situation and found a safe place to cross by grabbing hold of a few branches and made our way across with the water coming up to maybe our knees at the most, which is, that's quite a lot of water mm, going through that part. Going fast, yeah. We continued on for another five minutes down a steep section of stairs and came to the bottom of Kitty Kitty Falls. Here the track usually crosses the stream at the bottom of the waterfall, although on this day there was no track. The falls were thunderous and it was obvious there was no way we could get across. It was incredible to see how much the stream, now river, had swollen considering it had only been raining for 20 minutes or so. We continued on downstream to look for another place that we might be able to cross. We arrived at a place that there used to be a small makeshift bridge only to find that the bridge had been washed away. I realised at this point heading downstream was probably a bad idea, so instead we decided to head back up the same stairs we just run down with a plan in mind to cross again at the top of the falls and head back up towards the road. The pies would have to wait. When we got back to the same stream crossing that we had crossed maybe 15 minutes earlier, we were shocked to see that the stream, river, raging torrent had now risen by nearly two metres. The branches that we held onto to help us cross that were previously at head height were now almost underwater. Wow, there was no way we were going to make it across. Thankfully, at this point, my Bear Grylls survival instincts kicked in and I realised the only way to go was up. We didn't know exactly where to go, but I knew there were some of the tracks nearby that I'd never been on before but would likely take us uphill back onto Piha Road. At this point, we were both physically but probably more so mentally exhausted. The idea that we were so close to the car and to the end, and most importantly to those pies, but yet we now had to turn and run in the opposite direction was just about too much. So instead of running, we walked up. Up and up and up. In the end, it was only about a 3k walk and 300 meter climb back to the road, but it took what felt like forever. Every now and then, we would stop and try and get hold of Alistair's then pregnant wife, who was way. <laughs> it's always that sting, eh? Mm. <laughs> Your wife's, yeah. Got to get back for the birth of my child. Um, who was waiting for us back at Pihar to let her know where to meet us. We didn't have enough cell reception to call, but occasionally maybe got enough reception to send a text. I had my phone in a resealable plastic bag and it was near impossible to text, with every rain droplet touching the screen and making every text message incomprehensible. Eventually, we managed to send a few messages and explain that we would pop out on a track somewhere on Pihar Road. We had no idea what it was called and so it told her to check in each trailhead and car park along the road between Pihar and Auckland. 
Wow, there's a few of them. When we did finally find reach the road, it took her another 45 minutes to actually receive a text message and to get in the car to find us. So we sat there shivering on the side of the road, huddling under some trees, trying to stay warm. And there was no point trying to stay dry at this point, obviously. In the end, she eventually found us and our two and a half hour run turned into a four and a half hour adventure. We never did get one of those pies, but the toasted sandwiches we had once we got back home tasted almost just as good. Turns out that it was a good thing we followed our noses and headed back up the hill. News reports came through that night saying 80 millimetres had fallen in just four hours. Roads were closed and people had to be evacuated from their homes further downstream from where we were. Apparently it was the worst flooding in 30 years. So there you go. That was my greatest and most adventurous run ever. I especially love it because now every time I drive to Pihar and drive past that trailhead where we emerge from the bush back onto the road, I'm reminded of that day and our epic little mission. I think the fact that the start of the trail is now boarded up due to Kauri dieback, like it's the entrance to a maximum security prison and most of the Hillary Trail is still closed, makes that memories of the day so much better. Cheers, Nathan. Wow. I love a bit of existential dread on a run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You yeah, know, when yeah. when you think about a decision, like I'm glad they made the decision to climb yeah. up rather than try and cross that. Try street. and cross that river. Yeah. yeah, good call, good call. And that's that's the thing is, there's actually lots of sort of lessons in that, isn't there? Of, um, you know, being sensible, checking the weather forecast. I don't yeah. know that I've checked many weather forecasts actually before heading out. No, in the Waitakere Ranges. So good on you for doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm also just thinking too. At the end, I I'm glad I always chuck an emergency blanket in my. Absolutely. Like even when it's uh, like I put the, put it in there, often thinking it's just extra weight. But you know, yeah, I've always got mine on me. It would be handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, in my pack, not like now. But I've yeah, got, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got it now. Anyway, uh, now to the rest of you, we really need some more greatest ones ever. Thank you, please, and thank you. Send them in. Seriously, do it. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Right on to our show. Let's go. Kunal Kumar. Disclaimer, we love Kunal for who he is and his amazing photography. He's a trail runner. He's a photographer. He's a really good sort. We wanted to talk to him about his interests and passion, but also pass on some tips. What's the secret to taking great trail running shots? This is a great conversation and we really enjoyed ourselves, partly because we got to catch up with him in person. Fantastic. And here's that conversation now. Ditch Radio. So we're joined in person by Kunal Kumar. Kunal, welcome to Eugene's bedroom <laughs> or Dirtrich Radio Studios, as it is uh, more eloquently known. It, it, it can be both things, but I mean, how are you, man? It's good to have you here. Uh, yeah, firstly, thank you for having me here in the DCR Studios slash Eugene's bedroom. <laughs> um, re- really honoured honored to be here and... Um, a big fan of you guys and, and and your work, so it's it's really nice being on. Awesome. I mean, well, feeling is mutual. Yeah, the feeling really is huge. Fan of you mutual. and your work. You know, it's remarkable. And I mean, what we this is something that we've been talking about for such a long time. Is as you know, we see you at races. Your photography is really ubiquitous, um, and you're such a. Uh, an advocate for the sport, you're a participant, you know, I see you out at Riverhead all the time, you're doing races. But, I mean, what first piqued your interest into, you know, this wonderful sport of trail running? Um, so, just one person, really, that Who, piqued my interest. Who's that? Jenny Hurst. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jen is Jen is responsible for for me getting here. I guess getting in, in Eugene's bedroom right now. Well, actually, to clarify for the listeners, we're in the Dirt Church Radio 
studio's part, part of Eugene's of, bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Eugene's yeah. bedroom's massive. There's, uh, there's demarcation lines. Yeah. 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 So how, how, did, how did you meet Jenny and how did, how did that come about? So Jenny and I used to work together. Ah. Um, and I know she always used to say, and she was already a runner at that stage. And um, she used to organise all the, the runs at work, um, all the events, uh, the Auckland marathons and, and any other events, uh, and, and put together the work teams. So she would she would keep keep at me to say, "Hey, why don't you join us for for this half marathon or um, this event we're doing?" Um, and one day I signed up. So for those who don't know Jenny Hurst and her husband Peter, I mean they're absolute stalwarts. Um, I think you know, in, both in the Auckland scene, uh, in New Zealand wide, they're always going to races. They're, you know, I just looked on their Instagram story before. You know, they did their twenty first and twentieth um, Auckland Marathon, um, the Wu Two K Tarawera. They're just everywhere, and everywhere mm. you go, you know, they do the they do the local uh, Browns Bay Critical Mass runs. That's right. All of they're just such advocates for the support. So you work together, and like everyone, you know, you, you see that person in the office. They've got muddy ankles. Maybe they're a bit hungry a bit tighter on a Monday and you decide to, to get into it. So where to from there? Did, were you already taking photos at this time? Um, it, it sort of came together at the same time. Um, it's, it's sort of intertwined and I can't separate the two, the photography and the running. I've, I've always sort of um, taken snapshots and, and of the family and, and all that sort of stuff. But about the same time, I decided to invest in a camera, um, and and I started running at that time as well. And it was that first trail run when I was out there, and just the scenery um, just got me hooked. Um, and so, like, I think running was like a vehicle for me to take me to all of these places where I could take my camera and. Just enjoy the view and then take take a few snapshots. Really. So even when you were running, you you'd be conceptualizing shots and thinking about you know that would look really good or that composition would look good or would you would you go out and seek out a run to get a sunrise or to get a view? I think initially it didn't really start out like that. It was just oh this is such a nice view I'm gonna snap it and and just um, and post it or whatever and just enjoy it. But as the events uh, rolled on and, and I started to do my own adventures, um, I definitely starting to do that a heap more where I would just um, go out for sunrise, uh, sunset. Um, I've been known to uh, pack the camera and a, and a can of beer and, and say go out to the, the viewpoint of Tihanga and, and um, yeah, take a few snaps. Nice. Like so yeah, it's it's definitely yeah, like I said, it's 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 like in, intertwine, and um, it, it's it's been really awesome. <laughs> do you do you think that um, had you, your interest in photography, you know, had, had do you think that you, you can separate them? Do you think that you would have kept up the running if it hadn't been photog- for photography, or you'd have kept up photography if it hadn't been for running? Or do they go together so much? I think, ooh, yeah, that's that's a real tricky question. <laughs> I, whenever I try to separate them, it doesn't quite. I don't feel right, and 
if I'm not running, I, I, I just don't feel like I'm taking good photos. Um, and if I'm not doing photos, then my running doesn't seem to be feeling right. It's like I've got to seek an adventure, um, seek a sunrise, sunset, um, and take a few snaps at the same time. Mm. Is, is it? Do you think it's because physiologically, if you're not running, you don't have that sort of, I know that sense of calm? Because I guess you have to, you know, taking a shot is, I guess it's both sort of planned, but there are moments of inspiration and something just happens. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, yeah, definitely. There are, there's so, so many sort of unplanned moments. It, you, and you know when you're out running that you might see something that nobody else is going to see um, at that point in time. A brilliant sunset, uh, a kiriru flying by, um, bumping into your mates in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely, uh, yeah, provides that sort of uh, motivation to, um, to to get out and, and and seek what's out there. So had you so you what prompted you to buy the camera in the first place? Had you previously had much of an interest in photography apart from the family snaps that you talked about? Like what was it that really thought got you thinking this is what I want to do? Yeah, it, it is just really the 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 family snaps that that um uh, that I was doing previously and um at that time also I think Instagram was co- was coming up. Um and I think I had got some feature or something off a phone shot that I got um, on Instagram. And I thought, hey, you know, I, I kept um, kept my eye on, on some uh, camera prices. And when the special came up, I was like, oh, I want to buy this and just see where it goes. Um, and, yeah. yeah. So had, had you, I mean, growing up, were you always the kid who was interested in taking photos? Is that part of has it always been part of who you are yeah yeah definitely and uh got to thank my dad for it as well my dad was keen uh is a keen photographer um and he used to take lots and lots of photos there's a whole box full of um uh, of of um prints uh that we have at home um and so i think maybe that just flowed onto me um and yeah i just i just kept on uh kept on taking photos and uh, that that interest sort of just grew and grew amazing um sort of a cross or cross-generational difference though hey because your dad would have been shooting with a dslr camera and on film you know and now we've got these cameras which are magnificent i mean what what do you, and I, I mean, I, I remember my first ever digital camera ever had a two megapixel <laughs> lens. Yeah. I think it was a two megapixel. I thought it was the yeah. most incredible thing ever. Um, gosh, now, you know, the, the, even in your phone, even in your phones, I mean, yeah. the, the cameras are fantastic. What do you, do you prefer one medium over the other? Um, I haven't really shot a lot of film. It's only re- actually this year, um, uh, Dad was cleaning out a few things at home and, and his old camera is sitting there and he said, do you want it? Do you want to have a play around with it? And um, so I've, I've just started really shooting film. Wow. Wow. Um, What's that been like? Year. 
Yeah, it's been. I I haven't developed the first roll film yet. <laughs> I haven't shot much. I think I've got like ten, uh, ten shots in there at the moment. Um, do, you, do you have to do that yourself? Or are you, are you are you going to do that yourself? Develop it yourself? Or no, no, no I don't. Yeah. <laughs> did you did your dad do that, or did he take it for processing? No, he took it to processing. Right. I believe. Yeah. 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 But maybe down the line, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen these YouTube guys who who do their own developing and and all that sort of stuff. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I, I, in in newsroom when I started in newspapers, all the photographers did all their own um, developing, wow. and so I just you talking about it, I can smell it. Like you know, yeah. that smell comes back. Yeah. And um, thinking of going away on trips with photographers, and they'd have to set up a bathroom with you know blacking out the windows oh, and everything, yes. and blacking out the you know make sure no light got under the door or anything. And um, yeah, it's something. It's it's a whole other element to it. It's, to, yeah, it's it's a whole different world, and yeah. and I've got uh, photography friends who are really into it. Yeah, they've got lots of film cameras, um, the big Hasselblads, um, do the developing prints and all that, and mm. yeah, it's it's a different world almost. Even the process of it, I mean, I think, I, you know, I mucked around with one of my dad's old cameras back, you know, this is going back, you know, twenty five years ago, and. Having to take things, to, you know, you'd have to take things to Kmart, and if I was feeling particularly rich, you'd splurge on getting like a one-hour development. <laughs> you'd have to wait an hour for a film, and you had what was it? How many? Twenty on a twenty-four, thirty-six. Mm. Twenty-four, 24 or thirty-six. 36 yeah. oh, mm. Twenty-four shots. Yeah, and one or two might be good. Yeah, you know. Um, and now we're in the we're in the, um, I guess we're in the age where. You know, we've got, I think, what have I got on my cam phone right now? I think I've got 2,000, nearly 2,000 photos in the cloud, you know? Like, <laughs> it's 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 madness, dating back for, from years. Yeah. And yeah. and you see these things on Instagram. You see these shots of these photographers, and they're so fantastic. But I guess you kind of perhaps, well, the point I'm trying to make in a very long-winded way is you lose the the art and the eye that goes into making that shot. So people take some pretty shocking running photos, <laughs> myself included. You can say they do. <laughs> he's he's no holding comment. back a laugh. He's back listeners, a laugh. listeners, he is holding back a laugh. Not he's, very successfully. He's too modest. He's too modest. But look, I mean, one of the things that we wanted to get you on to talk about, because you're such a fantastic photographer, is what are the if if you were to you know, and this is your chance. If I'm going out in the forest with me phone and going to take some photos of Eugene or Eugene, you know, what are some common mistakes that people make and how would, how do you take a good running photo? <laughs> no pressure. No pressure <laughs> no, no, but I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah. we've, we have coaches on here. We have other people, experts in their field. And now we're asking you. How, how, and it's Christmas. Everyone loves taking photos of themselves running, right? Yeah. How do you do it good? Oh, thank you. Um yeah, I think the 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 worst thing I see out there is blurry photos. <laughs> right. And this is because whilst we're running, we are moving or wh- whoever you're trying to take a photo of is moving as well. So the the number one tip I, I guess I have is um just stop when <laughs> whenever you're taking a photo, just stop Stop for like two seconds and um, hit, hit the shutter and um, 
that's how you take a good photo. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's, that's, a, that's a very important tip. Yeah, yeah, stop. Yeah. So, yeah, because what happens with when you're moving, um, and especially with our smartphones, which have uh, smaller sensors than, than the, the bigger cameras, so they can't gather enough light um, into into the sensor. So they will try to slow the shutter speed down, which will create more motion blur. Mm. Ah. So what you're trying to do is decrease that motion blur as much as possible. And so one way of doing that is to keep yourself still. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one component of it. Um, and then you need good light. So if you can get your subject in good light, that means uh, your phone will use a faster shutter speed. Therefore, your your shots will be much sharper and mm-hmm. um, probably nicer. <laughs> mm. That's the thing about you. I mean, every time I see your um, photos, the light is the thing that really stands out. It's, I mean, your eye for that light. And, and I, I remember running with you once and you you said, chase the light of of taking photos. So is that is that a, that's a, a thing that you focus on? Are you, are you always on the lookout for good light? Yeah. Yeah, the, the light is definitely a, a key thing. And you ask most of the uh, photographers out there as well. And they say it's all about the light. Photography is just all about the light. So... You're always chasing whether you're out there at sunrise or sunset, you want to chase that golden light or you're doing some sort of portraits that you want a flattering light, whether you use artificial lights or or whatever, a reflecting light. Um, so the, the light is, the, is definitely a key component in, in that visually sort of aesthetically nice looking shot mm. yeah mm. and what what constitutes good light what what are you looking for um so for me it, uh, i i love shooting out in, at at sunrise and sunset mm-hmm. um because you get that really nice golden light um and that that golden look in your photos um and in the direction that you're shooting it is as well. Mm. So, and you could use it either, you can um, use it to, to shoot uh, against the light mm-hmm. to create that sort of star um, sunburst sort of effect through the, through the trees, or you can use it behind you to light up your subject Mm. Um, and create that, uh, or you know, have have a like a shadowy uh, shadow look of of, of the, that the light is creating. Mm. So it's, it, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, midday is probably the worst time to take a photo, right? Just the sun is right above you; it's blazing. It's generally yeah. not a good time. Yes, yeah, def- definitely. Um, mid midday is is the sort of the more more of the boring uh part of the the day for photography and it's it's not as pleasing uh when you when you take your photos it's it's a quite a plain sort of white sort of a mm. uh um flat sort of a look 
So what other what other top tips would you give for people or or, or uh, as Matt kindly points it out when he was looking sideways at me, what are some examples of how not to take photos? So I think you're actually drawing a bit of a long bow there, Mr. Bingham. You I've, take a damn good photo. I felt seen. I felt seen. <laughs> you take awesome photos. I love oh. that the uh, the photo of the of the foot the other day. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped his phone. That's yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, that's the story behind it. <laughs> I guess it's that thing, isn't it? Like, it, it uh, what I, it's it's really good to hear. Um, you know, you say just stop and take the photo. I fall into the trap as as much as as probably any other people of that whole thing of like, oh, this will be easy to plan the shot, and I end up running back and forth, you know, for like ten or fifteen minutes buggering up every single shot and kind of wasting my time so I just think I can't be bothered doing it and <laughs> I don't take very many photos anymore um do you think what am I trying to say is there a is there a downside to everyone suddenly becoming an amateur photographer um I no I, I don't think there's a, a huge downside I, I love um, I love taking photos. I love other people right. taking photos as well, yeah. mm. and and seeing their photos. Um, and uh, you know, if if somebody else is encouraged um, by looking at my work, you know, I think that's that's awesome. Fantastic. That is, mm. you know, it's fantastic that you know that they're doing it. They're out there. They're capturing the moment. Um, they're absorbing the moment. Being in the moment. Um, yeah, mm. it's it's brilliant. Awesome. So it's like what uh, I guess Zoe Rome said last week: a rising tide lifts all boats. So the more people engaged in the art, the the the, the better it's going to be for everyone. Absolutely. If you're not not hurting anybody, then <laughs> hmm. well, I mean, we had the first year that we ever ran Riverhead Rampage. A bunch of women came back in the forest. Out of the forest, and they finished, and we were thrilled that they got back and they enjoyed it. And they're like, "Oh, it's great!" And there was that photographer that you had in the bush. And we were like, no, 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 we didn't have anyone taking photos in the bush. And there was someone out, oh, out oh. in the bush who was <laughs> okay. taking photos. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah. Not, not good photos. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen them. Um, but it was, oh. certainly wasn't affiliated with um, <laughs> with our race. And it was quite worrisome, you know, that, yeah. that someone was out there um, unsolicitedly, unsolicited photos of people. What Do, do you find, I mean... There must be a real art to it as well, hey, because you're there at some moments, and I think about running or life, of great joy, great triumph, also great kind of despair, great distress. Is there an art to taking photos when someone is in pain or someone is, is really having a bad time and that might still make a compelling photo? Um, if If they've specifically asked you not to take... <laughs> <laughs> take that photo then i would definitely respect that and right and, mm. and definitely not take it and and definitely there, there are people i run with and and they say hey can you not take my my photos and, and I'll yeah respect okay that. I, yeah I, I will not do that um yeah and in terms of like when a person is in a despairing moment you know that's gonna make a real good photo um and um one moment I, I think about is uh, Adam Keane at last year's um, relapse, and it was his last lap. 
and um on the course he was just he he was just really really struggling and his head was down and um he was just shuffling and um and i was there i was just like oh this you know i i don't really want to take a photo but this is just such a such a crucial moment mm. this is what you know if a moment that will evoke a, a emotion when when seeing it um you head down you know out out of it totally um i think you know in those sort of cases it's it's really difficult but for me i would i would take that shot yeah because mm. it's 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 more about again you you just not taking all of the good moments um and uh running is a lot about the bad moments Absolutely. as well mm. a lot of the struggling a lot of hurt a lot of pain um so yeah definitely yeah. and it's it, those moments that are more compelling aren't they really i mean yeah, really I, I, in fact i'd rather watch photos of people struggling than you know everyone like yay coming across the finish and and those happen in, often in the same <laughs> can happen in the same kilometer can't they yeah yeah and I mean, that's the thing. Your your photos tell a story. They're not just snaps. They're often telling a story, and that, that's something that's really important to you too, isn't it? It's telling stories. It's really important. It's. I think that's the main driver for me. It, mm. you, that old saying about a picture take uh, tells a thousand words, um, but also uh, taking that further in in what I said before about evoking a, a emotion when seeing that photo um, having that that feeling of, of being there what that person is feeling at that time or or if you capture this nice beautiful sunrise sunset or whatever what it would feel like just being there and, and absorbing it all in and and just enjoying it mm. um, and I think it's it's yeah it, it it does make it more than just a snapshot i think there is definitely a art to it um yeah so yeah it's not pixels it's people absolutely mm. yeah yeah you mentioned relapse and that's 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 an event where you've captured some really stunning mm. moments and and photographs it seems pretty you know, I was going to say dear to your heart. I don't know if that's true, but but it seems it seems like it's really important to you. Is it? And and what other events really, you know, excite you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, somehow, I think the relapse has just had a huge connection um, with me, and I think it just me being um, out in the forest a lot, um, and then being asked to photograph the event as well um, just made the whole thing special and um, just being connected to the place and the people um, and the whole event. Um, it's, it, it is a real special feeling. Mm. I mean, it's an incredible event, isn't it? And I guess one of the advantages is you don't have to drive a whole bunch. <laughs> Everyone's coming back. So I guess it's got that advantage from a photographic point of view in terms of logistics as well. And it and it's it's on you know for days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that, that there's lots def- of moments. It's, yes, de- absolutely. That that makes it a lot easier. It's close to home. Um, 
and now me knowing that the trails quite well in Riverhead, it's it's easy to plan where I should be at what time um, to capture the moments. So and you do put that planning in, so you'll think I need to be there at such and such a clock a time to get that sun at that moment and that sort of thing. Is that you going Ab- to that level of planning? Absolutely, yeah. So so last year um, I, I definitely went to that that level of planning at what spot I wanted to be, where the sun would be, what sort of focal length I wanted. So what I would capture um, in terms of the runner, the the trees, the light falling onto the trees, um, the environment they're in, uh, what they're feeling. Um, So, yeah, definitely... um, there is uh, some planning involved mm. in that. Yeah. Mm. I mean that that environment, Bala Road, coming up Bala Road. I remember I went, I checked the course <laughs> at six thirty in the morning on the Sunday, and you know the sun was just just peeking above the horizon, and the mist was coming over the trees, and it looked it, it was it's insanely beautiful. And seared on my seared, I can remember. It's so redolent. I, I'm picturing it now as I'm talking to Same. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's um, but I guess it's having that. I wouldn't stop to think about how I capture that. I remember looking at it, but I think taking that photo and being able to translate that is 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 a real um, is a real skill. So my my hat goes off to you because it's that thing of when you when you look at a like I might take a photo on my phone and go. That's brilliant, and then I still have the memory, but it doesn't. It's not representative of it, you know. But to actually capture a, a, a document that's so representative is, is a real, it's a real skill. Who, who influences you in terms of your photography or the, your your craft about marrying that up with going to races and ultras? Um. Well. Um. There are lots of. Oh, there's lots of photographers, um, great sort of landscape photographers. One that, that comes off the top of my head is, is Thomas Heaton, who's a, um, a pure, he's, a, he's an English uh, landscape photographer. Um, he would camp out in the, in the, in the, um, in the mountains or the bushes um, for a sunrise or a sunset multiple days. Um, just to capture a, a moment, um, he's he's definitely um, one of my favourites. I've I've got one of his uh, his photo books um, at home, um, so he's definitely a, a huge inspiration um, in terms of uh, just pure photography. But a lot of runners are definitely uh, influential to me as well. Yeah, because I just see just some of the places that that the runners are going, the mountains, the forests, the beaches, and that's that's a huge inspiration um, to me to 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 get out there and and <laughs> capture similar things. Um, one thing that that comes up to me, you guys, last week. Uh, Talked about Steve Neary, mm. um, four years since he passed away, um, and he, he was one such such person that was a huge inspiration to me. Um, I still remember that photo that he took 
at the top of Old Ghost Road, the Heaven's Door photo. Um, it's just so awesome. Um, and, and he used to send me photos from like the Hanua Ranges and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, th- that's th- that was a huge inspiration for me. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you got to hand it to Steve. He was ridiculously photogenic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I ever saw a bad photo of the man. And um, oh. and you know his form and everything like that, just just utterly stunning. Um, and then he went through his, his morph suit period where he'd wear oh, that. Oh yeah. He'd, he sort of stopped racing as competitively and he'd just chase people in that sort of nightmarish full body suit <laughs> that he used to wear that used to terrify people. Um, all right, so Steve Nero. What I mean, what in terms of your running, what do you what do you like to do the best? I mean, do you have any races that that really sing to you, or what's your favourite type of running? Trail running is definitely yeah. my my favourite type of of running. I really haven't focused on a race um, for about three years now, seriously, and and I'm not 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 sucking up to you here, but my major race this year was the Riverhead Rampage. Oh. <laughs> and then that's the only event I've done this year as well. And I had a time goal there and, and I achieved it. And yeah, so I, I'm not really looking out to races these days, um, but more just personal adventures and, and keeping myself fit. But you're always there and thereabouts. I mean, you popped down to Tarawera. It was a lovely, lovely surprise. Um when I got to Reddit for Kaitu, I think it was, yeah. and there's Canal, uh, <laughs> and it was a lovely surprise. I wasn't expecting to see you. Um, so you, you're always, I mean, I guess you're always thinking of events in terms of um, moments and adventures and photographs as well. They're not just races. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, in that terms, yeah, to go, like, yeah, maybe I would like to go to races to, to observe or take a few photos like that. Yeah, definitely. And, and Tarawera this year was was mm. one like that. There was so many of my friends, uh, yourself as well there, um, and it, it's just being in that moment and the the environment. Mm. It's just so, so such a buzz uh, yeah. to be yeah. there. Yeah, it is that thing, isn't it? And I think everyone everyone who's who's listening, who's been at a race or been at an event, there is something that's so much more than the sum of its parts, right? Like if you think you bunch of people at a race and some people win and some people don't, everyone gets muddy, they go home. Okay. But, you know, but it's just such a, there is an electricity to it, isn't there? That's really hard to beat. Absolutely. It's, 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 it's infectious. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's humanity writ large, isn't it? I mean, those moments that you talked about, of pain, of joy, of, you know, somebody who's beat up bad but who gets through it. Um, you see all of humanity at a race, don't it's, you? It's very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very real. Yeah. So j- just back to your, your own running, what was your, you know, so when Jenny signed you up, had you had any involvement running before? Had you done any running previously? or No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much like outside of school PE classes. Yeah. Like I've never been involved in any other sort of running. Yeah. Were you no, a sporty kid or anything? Or? Not. I played a little bit of cricket, high school cricket, mm-hmm. but that was it. Not not too sporty at all. Never really into running. Yeah. Never really watched the sports from, from afar yeah. either. So how on earth did Jenny convince you? I mean, she's a convincing <laughs> person. 
<laughs> Jenny is a convincing person and 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 really good at that. Um um I think it was probably just that stage of life or something yeah. <laughs> that I was in at that time and I said the hell of it let's sign up see see what happens. Yeah. Do you remember yeah. what your first event was? The first event was the duel. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> what <laughs> was it? The marathon? No. No. I did the 10k. <laughs> oh, that's enough. I mean, the duel, yeah. it's, a, it's 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 that's a that's a, that's no joke that right. It's no trot around the block. No, it's not. No, no. Yeah, it's it, and I that the duel I have to say th- that really got me hooked onto mm-hmm. um onto trails. And the whole photography part of things. It sort of clicked in my head. Oh, I can be out here at these beautiful trails and take photos as well. So I think it was just that clicking moment mm. that mm. I had there. I mean, it's, it, it's such a – is photogenic the way to describe a a race? But it's a photogenic race, isn't it? Mm. It's it is. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It is. It yeah, is. yeah. And you, you did run the marathon there, didn't you? I have, yeah. Yeah? I have. Was that – uh, how how long between you know how how long after you started did you do the marathon? Oh, was it maybe four or five? So yeah, I did upgrade to the half marathon. I think a couple of years later, and then the marathon a couple of years later. So it must be about four or five years later that yeah I've done the marathon. I yeah. think we did it the same year. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Myself, Gene, and Dave Jack. Yeah. It was Dave's first marathon. Ah. And Kunal and Jenny yeah, and, right. and the crew were there. Yeah. Yeah. Did he sing Scoria as well? No, that was just that was, <laughs> that me. was just you. Or maybe maybe he maybe he, he chimed in, but certainly I was annoying enough for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of that race as well, like it's again like some total sport events. They're really quite underrated. You think about if you take a dip on some of those trails, you're not getting back up with the score with oh. the with the score it's like dragon glass out of out of uh, Game of Thrones, isn't it? I mean you just that, it's gonna cut you open. That coastal trail, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> And and you, I don't know if you've i I've seen multiple people get cut up on No, I haven't. I've like just full of huge huge gashes and and stuff. So Yeah. 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 I ran along that with a, a, a psychiatrist who I've known for sort of 20 years and we were just reflecting how poorly someone's luck would be to dip in front of us and really hurt themselves. And <laughs> you'd have a doctor, and I'm doing air quotes, and a nurse with you. <laughs> but all we could think about is, you know, how are you feeling? <laughs> you know, it's like, I have no practical help and she's probably not much better. Sorry, Lindsay, if you're listening to that, but it's true. Um, yeah, it's it, it, that that race. I mean, it, it's just it's a it's a difficult, difficult, difficult race. It is. Yeah. Do you? I mean, we're we're sort of um, you know, we're at that period of time where um, we're not going anywhere very fast, and this year has been the year of cancelled events. But is there anywhere around the world that you would really like to get to to either run or take photos? Uh, yeah, so Patagonia is is definitely one place I want to go, both for the trails and, and the photography. Mm. Um, from what I've seen, um, it just looks so awesome. Yeah. That's that's number one on my list. Yeah. Just stun- I mean, uh, everything I've seen is just amazing. So, yeah. 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 What about in New Zealand? Are there any, what missions have you got planned? Hmm. Um, South Island, I definitely want to go back to the South Island a lot more. 
mm. and and do those missions, uh, those trails. Um, I feel like I haven't done um, a lot of the South Island, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I definitely want to. You know, Queenstown, um, Wanaka, um, Tekapo, Mount Cook, um, and and all the trails that are all around there as well. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's so different, isn't it? You don't like you might think like, oh, this you know this Waitakere sunrise is fantastic, <laughs> and all running the Tehinga Trail, and you look down and you know the water's glinting and everything. But if you're up in the hills, up in the mountain, proper mountains in the South Island is just something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just stunning. All right, I'm going to take it around to a really base level now. Okay, Canal, how do you take a good selfie? <laughs> I'm not the selfie expert. (laughs) (laughs) Have I just insulted you? He's walked out. Oh, my God, he's gone. (laughs) I'm out of here. (laughs) But you do take good selfies. So what's what's the secret? I think it's... it's, it's Well, you actually, sorry, I won't say that. You don't take good selfies. You usually grab other people in them as well. Yeah, they're great. You're getting group photos, (laughs) but you just happen to be in them as well. So (laughs) what's the best way to do that? What's the the key? Uh, Go as wide as you can. <laughs> have longer <laughs> arms. Yeah. yeah, either if you can have long arms or with with some of the new new smartphones they have a wider angle um on the on the on the front camera. So that is I I feel a much better selfie or a group photo and if you can get the, the environment around you. Um, and so you're holding the phone like that with the front camera or are you doing it that way? Front camera, yeah. So front, so proper ca- proper big boy camera. Oh, no, no. Oh, the, that's the back camera? That's the back camera. So you see how much <laughs> I know about cameras. The front camera, <laughs> the front, so it's the front screen. Pressing, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So because you still want to get your framing right. Ah, okay. And, and how then, high do you go? Uh, I'm like holding a, my cell phone up. Like this is t- making excellent podcasting. <laughs> like guys. a 10 degree angle up. <laughs> there we go. That's good. There that's good. Go. The professional. So arm's and length. 10 degree angle. Longer arms, the better. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. make sure you get your best side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I, I mean, I'm of the generation. I mean, I've, I, take a, I, I take the odd selfie, but I do feel a little bit self-conscious about it. And then you go into an environment. Again, I guess it comes down to that thing about, like, take a photo a week later, take it to the photo booth. <laughs> it developed. It's, it's so instantaneous, isn't it? And yeah. you see people taking selfies, unself-consciously taking selfies yeah. in the most self-conscious places. Yeah. And it, it must admit, it does it does my head in a little bit. Just yeah. so because it's a different generation, isn't it? It is. Did you just call yourself old? Oh, I'm dating myself. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's <laughs> Do, oh, the other thing too is that I mean, I find myself I'll take photos most often on my phone. Suzanne's the photographer in our house, so her camera has stunning photos on them, and she and she'll print them out and so on and put them make use of them, but. Most of my photos just stay on my phone. And when I was thinking of you with your dad with the box of photos, that's a really special moment that we're not going to have. Nobody's going to go, oh, look, there's dad's old phone. <laughs> Let's go through it. <laughs> Wonder what's in the cloud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're losing something, aren't we, with yeah. that digital photography? Absolutely. And and printing them is is a, a key, key thing. Uh, print your photos, yeah. Every month or, or so you whatever. you do that I do that yeah absolutely I've I've started a photo wall uh, in my home 
and and I, I try to well that's that's my sort of thinking to do every month uh, to try to print as as many photos or the best best shots I can. So, so take the best ones, get them printed. Do you do it? How do you do it? Do you do it, send it off somewhere or? Yeah, what just do you do? Um, uh, I've in the past I've had one friend who's had a printer um, before, so I've I've done it through that, but. Uh, now I use uh, photoprints.co.nz. Um, There's another person I know there. Um, uh, I do the prints there. But all, you don't have to go to a professional printer. Um, just go down to your local uh, Harvey Norman warehouse stationery mm. whatever, and, and get the... But get them printed out. Get them printed. And display them. And display, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Mm. Display them somewhere, have a photo book, photo wall... Um, yeah, I think it's really important. Yeah, yeah. It seems like so much more of a social thing too. Like if I was to go round to your house or, or go downstairs out of the studio to Eugene's lounge reception <laughs> hall, and um, there was he he was sat there looking at his phone and looking at photos, or I was doing it. That seems quite antisocial. But if there was a book of photos, yeah, and I was share, and we were sitting there looking at them together, that's a much more kind of social thing to do isn't it definitely yeah mm. more social mm. Mm. well we're gonna to have to double up on our last questions i think okay we'll go with oh. the regular and then i've got an extra okay right. well, do you want to do the extra first do the extra first all right i'm trying to formulate it. i was going to go with the other one first but <laughs> canal what is your greatest running photo ever and it, oh. it's, it has to be your, your it doesn't have to be one he's best. in or one he's taken. No, yeah, one you've taken, your favorite of all time running photo. Tell us about it. Tell us about how you got it and why it's your favorite. So, my great, greatest photo ever, it involves you and, and you, Ooh. Eugene and, and Matt. <laughs> Oh, oh, turning the tables here. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's that photo of the sunrise at the trig. Ah, with you, Eugene, and Tom, Tom running. Yeah, I'm not in that one. You, there's, I'm there's not a in line. that one. I went home. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that's. What was that? We met you at the trig. And I was like weeping into my hands because I had such a bad <laughs> run, and then I saw all you guys. I was like. I'm going to go now and just like cry ran back to the car. <laughs> that is an amazing run. Uh, photo, sorry. That is an amazing photo. It was an amazing run so as well. It was one of my first runs with you guys out yeah. in the forest. I wasn't too, at that time I wasn't really familiar with, with the forest too much and and not run with you guys. Maybe it was my second run or something mm, with you guys. Mm, mm. And that was a really, really awesome moment. Um I remember, and and I haven't seen that sort of light, yeah, um, through the trees, and there was a f- there was a foggy mist, mm, yes, around, yeah. It must have been about seven o'clock or something. It was, yeah, yeah. It's just like right after sunrise, mm. sort of, um, and yourself and Tom were, yeah, just running up the hill. Um, the others are also in the photo, just lined, yeah, up, sort of going in further, and then. The the sun is just bursting through the trees in the background. Yeah, um, and that just that golden light, and I think it just captures everything. So how did moment. did you? So you were running with us. Yeah. 
you just you didn't have your camera with you, did you? No. It's just on the phone, right? Don't give up the secret. <laughs> <laughs> you, st- you apparently just stopped running, Eugene. <laughs> I'm looking at the photo now. I mean, like, yeah, it's oh, it's a cracker. It's super good. It's on. It's where. So where can people see it? They can see it. It's a header on our yeah our Facebook page, and it is just fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. So you, I'm interested in the sort of logistics of that. So you, you were running with us. And I mean, we were we all ran, <laughs> we were all running. None of us went. Oh wow! But did you did you see it straight away for what it was, or did you just happen to take it? Or I think a mixture of both. Yeah, I saw. I think we we come around that corner. Yeah, because it's up at the track, isn't it? Yes, it's yep. very near the track. Mm. Um, on the on that gravel road going up, and um, and I saw uh, there's there's lots of mist around and. The sun sun has just come up and so this might make a good photo. I don't know. Um I had my had my phone out. Yeah. Um and, and I stopped. Number one. <laughs> stopped. Um and the the perspective so another one, I guess one tip is you could use different perspectives. So I did kneel down on that photo right. to get more of a looking up shots, so yeah. I got you guys both in the foreground there, but also I was able to capture all of the trees mm. um, and the whole, the whole sunrise in the in the background mm. there. And it's a very wide shot, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's the right word, right yeah. term, but So I think, and, and you can use the, the, the perspective t- to make it wider. So if you go down lower, mm. sort of creates a wider... Right. Field of view, as yeah. opposed to just at at eye level, yeah, or pointing it downwards, yeah, yeah, sort of closes the shot a little yeah. bit more. And then, when did you know? Did you know straight away? Oh, yeah, that's a good photo. Or was it later on when you were going through your phone, or or sorry, camera? <laughs> when you were developing the film, yeah, I was developing. <laughs> when you when you'd been to Kmart <laughs> and dropped it off and said, yeah. $7 one hour service, please. When you had your box brownie yeah. and you unpacked it, no. when, when did you look? When did you re- recognize it for what it was? I think at the time I, I'd known, I, I hadn't looked at the photos straight away, straight yeah. off. Um, but I, at the time I felt like, oh, I think I might have a, yeah. a good photo here. Yeah. And then sort of going home after that and, and seeing that and, and giving it a bit of an edit and yeah. like, oh, wow, this is really stunning. Yeah. I, I really like that one. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's amazing. It, and those trees aren't there anymore. Yeah. 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 So that really captures a moment in time. In time. Mm. That's never, mm. that. I mean. No one else can ever get that. That's so, never going to happen again. So don't go out to Riverhead at 7 o'clock on Sunday morning because you won't get that photo. <laughs> you have to chase your own light. No. But yeah. does it, so what, when you see that, do you get, you know, butterflies in your stomach? Do you, like, what, what happens for you personally when you know you've got a really good shot? Yeah, def- definitely butterflies in the stomach and, like, just 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 being really happy, Yeah, you know, with myself. Like, oh, yeah, I was able to capture actually something good today. Yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it, that's one of the photos that I have on, on the photo wall um, and yeah. um, I see it every day in my, in my home office. So, oh. yeah. All right, well, part two. Kanal, what is your greatest run ever? And you know, I mean, <laughs> you know this question comes, so you've got no excuses. I, I had a suspicion this question was going to come. 
Um, and yeah, so thinking about it, um, had lots of lots of really good adventures um, with friends, with you guys um, together. But there's there's one event uh, at one year that that really sticks out, and um, we've sort of actually talked about it already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, the twenty seventeen uh, dual marathon um, sort of ranks above everything personally for me um, as as being I feel like one of my my greatest runs. Um, so I was doing the marathon. I think it might have been the first first year I've done done the marathon there. Um, and just everything felt great that day. Everything felt like it was working. Um, I didn't feel like I, I died at the 30K mark, (laughs) (laughs) like I usually do. (laughs) Um, there was no nutrition issues. Um, there was no issues with the body, um, I was running really happy. I was taking lots of photos. That was definitely a key. I took um, a couple of selfies with the with the total sports staff, Mark and and Wiki, who were out there. So I felt like I was really enjoying myself that day. Um, but I was actually also running really well. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I was I was really running well. Um, I was. I was passing people um, at the back end of it on the on the last ten k's, um, and and still running. So no no real walking apart from the hills, um, and and I finished way way earlier than I had expected, um, and so that moment just was like, just that wow feeling that <laughs> I don't know that that everything almost went right and like. <laughs> wow, this is how it feels <laughs> when, when, when everything goes right and 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 the body's feeling great and everything's feeling feeling good and and you finish finish so good. Um, that was definitely I feel like one of my uh, greatest runs. That's beautiful. It's like the perfect photo, really, isn't it? So difficult, like easy to think about, yeah, and difficult to actually pull. Yeah, off. you conceptualize it. You yeah. know what it should look like, but. Very really does it actually come off. You're right. Yeah. And what I love, and just to sort of finish up, thank you, what I love about what you've expressed is it seems like you've resisted or had the kind of the wherewithal, and I speak for myself, I've fallen into that trap of wanting to chase races and chase experiences and be in the herd and do it and put myself against myself and kind of that pressure. You've just expressed that for the last three years you've gone, I'm actually going to do my own thing and have the enjoyment come from it's almost that intrinsic enjoyment rather than chasing a goal or chasing a a time it's it's really um it's refreshing to hear actually because so many people i think we and it's almost that my own question for people and i kind of stop myself if i see someone out running i go what are you training for do you have to be training for anything Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's really, really, that is really, really important, and especially this year, absolutely. When things have been cancelled, left, right, and centre, you got to have that internal energy, passion, and drive to 
to still get out there mm. and not just rely, mm. I think, on a race mm-hmm. or a time or a goal or yeah. whatever. You find your own challenges, don't you? Absolutely. Like, that, like running every street or every public space east of your house <laughs> and then doing it and posting it on Strava, feeling really proud until someone points out that you missed somewhere. Wonder. And then you have to go back and do it again. Oh, yeah, that was Canal. <laughs> I wonder who that someone was. <laughs> but thank you, because I did discover a really beautiful little place that I didn't know about, so there we go. Imagine like, having a talent, like taking photos and using it just for revenge. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Thank you so, so much thank for joining you, us. Kunal. And we'll better get back to those Diwali snacks. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Happy so Diwali. Nice thank you for having me on. Your selfie action is going to be amazing this summer, Matt. I'm going to grow my arms. I think that's the yep. plan. Yep, yep, yep. I just, I do feel a bit self-conscious about it. I feel like I'm a bit old, mm. if we're being honest. Mm. I feel like my 30s, yeah, all right, selfie game is okay. 40s, yeah. <laughs> oh, just not. What a great conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Kunal. It was, it was like, I love the depth. Yeah, the depth it. and the, yeah. he's, he's considered, so he's kind and thoughtful. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Mm. Fantastic. Look, thank you, Kunal, and, and thank you all very much for tuning in. We're on social media at Dirt Church Radio, and you can email us at dirtchurchradio at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Podcast platforms. Uh-huh. Podcast platforms. And you can download it direct from the website, which is dirtchurchradio.com. Also, if we're not where you want us, let us know. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And if you like what you see, spread the love. It would be as great as if many people heard the show as possible, and for that, we need your help. Don't forget to write in with your greatest friend ever. We'd love to hear from you and we enjoy them in all their different forms. Absolutely. Mm. I'm still giggling about that one. When did you get traumatized? Mm. I'd like to read it actually back with that voice now that I've been talking all day. Mm. That's just that deep. When did you? I was in a pickle. Thanks to our sponsor, Scott Running, Further Faster and Spring Energy and Cielli. And thank you to our Patreon patrons and Wild Things. Thanks to our editor, Kieran. And we've got a great guest lined up for you next week. So tune in then. Kakite. Kakite. Also, Karere was robbed. In the spotted kiwi. Robbed. Thanks, Rigby. <laughs> <laughs>